Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Club Lucha Podcast. I am your host, Foos, and I'm joined alongside our other two hosts, first, Floke, and second, Super Liger. How y'all doing today? I'm doing all right. Yeah, no complaints. So we're Lots doing... There's a ton of uh, there's a ton of stuff to talk about. Um, this is going to be a pretty packed episode, and of course, we know uh, that everyone is very much buzzing about the latest news between AEW and CMLL that partnership. So we're going to go ahead just off the bat and talk about what has happened uh, since our last episode um, dropped. So, soups. On the episode of Dynamite, after our uh, last episode here, we had a trios match between the Team CMLL, Volador Jr., Echicero, Mascara Dorada, and the Blackpool Combat Club. Your thoughts on that match? I thought that was a really, really good match. I thought we were kind of just going to get the uh, uh, kind of typical trios match. Uh and then, you know, Mox hits a, a death ride or something. One, two, three. Maybe the CML team retaliates, beats him down afterwards. But we get uh, Claudio Castanoli hitting a low blow on Hechicero to, uh, to secure the win. So very interesting to see how uh, they're kind of turning into the Rudos here, which kind of sets us up down the line for another show. But I thought it was a great match. It was interesting. And during this entire match, um, we had Mystico at ringside and two guys with him. Floke, did you expect these two guys to be there? Who were these two guys? <laughs> uh, the two guys that were ringside or more like in the crowd alongside Mystico were Brian, uh, Dar Jr. and Esfinge. Uh I was not expecting either of them to, but I'm assuming since they both have uh, work visas in the USA, uh, they were two of the people available for that night. So very funny, unexpected. I was going to say funny enough. I, like you said, unexpected. I mentioned it before. I don't think, did anybody expect a swing hand star junior here? Like, no, I was not. I was no. expecting, you know, someone that's like higher up the card or someone that's more frequently in main events, like maybe like Barbaro Cavernario, you know, Someone a, high, a bigger name. I was not expecting Star Junior and Esfinge. That is a crazy like. When I saw that at first, and I'm going to be completely honest, when that Dynamite was airing, I missed the very like the introductions, like the uh, the entrances, and like the whole part before that where they showed Mystico and those two at ringside. And somebody said in our Discord, somebody said, I just saw like Esfinge sticker like 30 times. I was like, there ain't. <laughs> No way, bro. I switched it over. Esfinge, bro. He, he's just sitting there in the crowd with him. Looked I could amazing. not believe it, bro. I could not believe it. Like you said, Esfinge is like... Like, he's not the top of the pecking order. He's not like... He's not main eventing Fridays, you know, every week. Um, I mean, he's not not on the cards. You know, he appears on the cards, but... I just even even if we go past like the the technical rudo like say like they brought a technical and a rudo like it didn't it didn't really matter they're just bringing reinforcements to AEW. Esfinge was not like even in the top five of guys that I expected yeah. to be there. <laughs> no, <laughs> and I mean 
it was it was so unexpected because like you were saying you saw a bunch of people spamming a swing hey gifts and i was like or a swing case stickers and i was like oh god i saw that up i was like people are gonna be mentioning me a bunch and be like oh look your favorite your favorite's appearing on AEW. Go, your goal your goal is for you to show up so so big and i was like oh god but they did and, um i'm sorry go ahead oh no no you go ahead I was just going to say, after the match, they did, like, surround the BCC, and then they got, you know, AW guys came back out to yeah. provide backup. But we out of that match, we did end up getting Esfinghe and Star Jr. against um, Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli. And that match, uh, I thought, was very, you know, it wasn't a fantastic, like, you know, match, but it was not a bad match. I thought they did very well for the time they had, especially being... Yeah. You know, not top guys in CMLL. Yeah, it was a good TV match. They uh, yeah. they got their stuff in. Isfinghe almost locked his finish in, but he was interrupted. So could have been on different trajectory if he got the pin there. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a good showcase match for them. You know, it wasn't the best match ever, but you know, for showing off, you know, Star Junior and Isfinghe was definitely a good showing. It was good. They got some good stuff in. There wasn't anything that was super awkward. They just kind of like you know killed the match or anything like you said if Esfinghe had locked in the Nudo Hipsio like would have been over it would have been over <laughs> John Moxley's not kicking out of that brother no like, no he doesn't know how to there's one man there's one man who's kicking out of it actually I feel like there's a couple guys who've kicked out of it but Barbara Cavernario when he kicked out of it and then he used it to yeah. beat Esfinghe <laughs> yeah, yeah. no I can't relive this but and, I mean uh, John Moxley, he just doesn't have the know-how. He hasn't seen it enough times. No. He hasn't studied it. <laughs> he hasn't studied Regal it. Regal didn't teach him that. Yeah. They don't teach that, bro. They don't teach that at the PC, OVW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, uh, a day before that, on Rampage, they had a match between uh, Mystico and uh, Matt Seidel. What did you guys think of that match? Again, another uh, another really good kind of TV match. Uh, you you get what you kind of expect, Mystico. Uh, not even getting La Mystica. I think it was just the Spanish fly and then a pin, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the biggest thing out of that for me was I would trade uh, Matt Seidel for Flip Gordon in a heartbeat to have him on more CMLL shows. But I don't we think I would want that. Flip Gordon <laughs> on AEW. So maybe just like share Matt Seidel, I think would be cool. Yeah, I, I think that'd be uh, the best, best case scenario. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that... Um, Matt Seidel, he he worked really well with Mystico, and that Spanish fly finish was interesting. Um, he's used it to finish matches before. Um, yeah. So it's not like a super surprising, but I guess it is it is pretty nice to see him pull that out on uh, instead of La Mystica. And then I, I would absolutely trade Matt Seidel for Flip Gordon. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Just because, I mean, I think that like Flip Gordon, from what he has shown in CMLL, and I'm not somebody who is like super familiar watching Flip Gordon matches outside of CMLL, <laughs> but like what he's shown me in CMLL, um, he's just he's not, not he's just not like like everything he does. It kind of feels like some everybody else can do it better. Like everybody yeah. else, like on his his part of the card is like doing it a little better than him already. So maybe they're hoping yeah. he like continues to get better and like acclimates more and turns it up some but right now i don't know if i would keep him over matt Sidell. i think matt Sidell would be awesome 
in CMLL. Yeah. Flip, yeah. Flip's in a weird spot where I, I watched Ring of Honor back in his heyday, I guess, like 17, 18. And he's really coasting off of like the three months he had the juice for in 2018. And I don't know how he's still getting like major promotions looking at him in 2024, but good for his bank account, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he must. I mean, the thing is, like, he's not bad. I don't think he's a bad, like, from what I've seen, but it's just like, let's kick it up and not too. Yeah. 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 Again. Just our opinions. Oh, I don't know anybody else like who's not watching CMLL who's tuning into CML just to see Flip Gordon though. So, yeah, send an email if you are. If you send are, an email yeah. if you're watching <laughs> CML only for Flip Gordon. That'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but we uh, we got through that weekend, and it was honestly the the shock of seeing us Hell TV. I'm uh, going back to Sweethead again. That was just like the thing is, you know what's awesome though? You know what was really cool about the entire thing is how many fans this week have made. Just Dude, appearing. he got over oh, right yeah. away. He got over crazy, bro. Like, I this might be a, like a hot, hot take. Esfinge has gotten over on AWTV more than like a lot of guys. I feel like not like top guys, mm-hmm. but there are some guys who like I feel like they appear on AW and they're always just missing something. Esfinge showed up and people just saw his mask and they were like, "That guy is." awesome like that guy is so yeah, real yeah <laughs> yeah he's not even like i wouldn't even say he's like a super worker or anything but no no he's no, he's a no. completely average worker with a awesome look and that uh that's good enough for me strong fan base he has a strong fan base oh yeah yeah, yeah. We're, oh, we're rabid out there the sphingites the swing have you ever listened to this we support you we love you. Keep it going. They support you. <laughs> Dude, that plancha. Hey, look, nobody's doing it like you. Yo, they on AEW, they their camera work was uh subpar for that match and they they missed the plancha on the camera cut and I was I was I was pretty heated. That's a that's a signature move they got a feature. We're going to need a fan cam of that. Somebody recording from the audience <laughs> send that in. Submit your SBNG hey fan cams, please. Please do. Holy. Send it in the, send it in the emails. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the emails uh, at or theclublucha at gmail.com. That is theclublucha at gmail.com. Inbox is still empty. All I get is tick knock notification emails in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, after the uh, match with Esfinghe and Star Jr. on Collision, we had CMLL's Tuesday show, February 6th, 2024. Which featured as the main event the Reyes del Aire tournament. Reyes del Aire is supposed to be a tournament featuring a lot of high flying and you know just like amazing uh, sort of luchadores, um, a lot of rope tricks, dives, cool things like that. However, there was a very big problem with the show streaming that Tuesday. Log, what do you remember about that? Um. It was it was very laggy. It was it was very broken. The stream was broken. You would uh, it would just keep loading, and then you would fast forward a couple seconds, and then all you see was like some action going on, but moving like two or three times the speed, <laughs> and it was unwatchable. It was it was unwatchable, and it it's something that needs to be fixed for Tuesday shows and just Arena Mexico shows in general. If you're gonna be streaming them onto onto the YouTube, you need to have that stuff fixed, and you know make sure it's working because that match was unwatched when 
CML had to take it down like directly after and upload a fixed version. Like I think it was like the next day. Yeah, it was like a day and a bit. Yeah. It was really like like you said, unwatchable. You couldn't you couldn't tell what was going on at all. Which kind of sucks because we figured out the winner the same night just from people like who were actually there, live accounts and like results. Yeah. And uh we did have our winner. You may know him already. Yeah. El Rey yeah. de Plata y Oro. Mystico. Mystico won. Whenever I went back and watched the match, um, I was honestly, I didn't think it was the best match, but you know, it was a typical torneo cibernético. Um, I thought there were some good moments. I liked seeing uh, Sandokan Jr. get a bit more shine, time to shine in the tournament. Uh, he wasn't, you know, one of the first ones eliminated, so I'm happy about that. But eh, whenever, you know, they talk about Torneo Reyes del Aire, I felt like this year's edition honestly didn't really live up to the name Reyes del Aire. It felt more like Oh yeah, this is a torneo cibernético. You know, they just stamped the Reyes de Lighter name on it. I agree. I agree. I think with all the names that were in it, I thought we should have seen maybe a little more like yeah. oh, oh my god moments, you know? Crazy spots, yeah. Like yeah. Mascara Dorada doing some crazy, crazy basing off someone. Some stuff like that. It wasn't bad. It certainly wasn't bad going back and watching it. But yeah, it wasn't um bad. if you've never watched I guess if you've never watched like a torneo cibernético, it'd be a good one to watch. Go back and see for the first yeah. time. But like, it wasn't you know super outstanding. And it's not. Yeah, it wasn't like the greatest thing in the world. Like it was, it was a good torneo cibernético, and it was you know it was a good match for what it was. Yeah, I'm happy Mystico won. He never won it before, so it's another yeah. notch on the belt. <laughs> One, two tournaments back to back. That's why he's the goat, right That's there. That's why he's the goat, bro. Look, I'm telling you, if, if he if they if he could be in uh, uh, parejas increíbles or whatever, oh, thank God he's not, bro. He would win it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad he's not. But yeah, the Tuesday that Tuesday show was honestly pretty forgettable. There wasn't much, uh, many things to stand that stood out, and you know. The final match was just broken and had to be uploaded again a full day later. Yeah. It was, so it was actually kind of crazy because there was absolutely no stream issues until the main event. Yeah. As yeah, soon like, as the main event started, everything went to shit. Just, just fell apart. It, yeah, it fell apart. They need to make sure that that doesn't happen again or at least fix it or, you know, someone tell us what's going on and if you're going to upload it. And take or take it down and then upload it a full day later because you you can't be, you know, promoting this new membership and and then you know having the Tuesday streams die and like to find the main event or just having a bunch of technical issues all throughout the show like yeah you can't be doing that it's it's a very it's very bad and it's gonna make people you know want to stay away from your membership because you you pull in new members and then you know you have those issues and they're going to be like you don't even bother getting the membership because the stream is probably going to have some sort of issues or you might not even get to watch the main event so that's something to look out for for sure for i will CML. say since then though i can't recall any major stream issues um since that fiasco so they either yeah, they fixed it or they're they're monitoring it a lot closer in case it ever happens again yeah. they can fix it so happy yeah. with that um but we had that show on Tuesday, February 6th. On Wednesday, February 7th, the usual day for CMLL Informa, the weekly talk show. There wasn't a ton of super notable news that I can recall. Uh, we had, I think, the... The announcements of uh, yeah. Lady Frost coming oh. in for like a week. 
Yeah, Lady Frost is back. That's awesome. We also had like the Torneo de Escuelas like rosters, I think. Yeah, yeah. Which leads us to the Friday show from the 9th, actually, February 9th. Uh, CMLL on Friday. It was the first round, the main event, uh, the first mm-hmm. round of the Torneo de Escuelas, which is like, um, I don't know if we talked about it too much on the last episode, but to put it like shortly, it's basically just like um younger kind of rookies um almost like trainees not even like rookies but like almost like trainees people no, more rookies i would say rookies? it's more like rookies rookies from the different like schools in mexico and you know they're being brought in as a team and there's like cml is having like these teams to to see determine which one which school is the best or whatever and you know they're picking out certain wrestlers from each each of the schools to you know stay around or you know some of them might go back to the independent scene but it's up to cml to see who gets to stay. Mm. Yeah, because, like, you can tell some of the guys are definitely a lot more green than... Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? Just, like, watching um, over the last two weeks, some of the guys are like, yeah, they're really not ready. But there was a few yeah. that, that, you know... Stood out. That stood out a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of them being Platino Keith. I mean... I had already told you guys, both you and uh, both you and Soups. I was like, "You guys got to watch out for this guy. He's 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 great," and he really showed out in that match. I wish he would have lasted longer in the match, but what he got in was honestly a great showing. Great showing. I agree, and this is from the February 9th show that Friday. Um, Platino Kid was on the Comarca Lagunera team, right? Yes, 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 he was. He was on the Comarca Lagunera team, and they were going up against the Mexico City team. Um, and from what I saw, like, I'm going to tell you the guys I thought stood out to me, the guys I like seeing, and then you guys just give me your thoughts as well. But, um, on that Mexico city team, I think the guy that stood out to me the most was Alom, um, big old dude, like, like, uh, how tall is he? Like six, five. Yeah. I think he was six when we looked it up. Yeah. I have he no was clue, but huge. Everything absolute monster. He had yeah. a presence, bro. Like he was massive. One thing I think I saw mentioned by others as well. Um, you don't need to go to the top rope, brother. You yeah. don't. <laughs> you don't need to yeah. go to the top rope, unless yeah, like, like it. Unless it's like for like a super like just like a plancha to like put them away. Like that's your finisher, just a simple plancha from the top. You don't need to go to the top yeah. rope for anything else. <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, I thought Alon was pretty decent. He was, he wasn't one of the best for me on the uh, Mexico City team, but I thought he was he was decent, and I could maybe see him sticking around if they win the tournament. You know, if CML wants another big tall dude, for sure. I also um, legendario. I <laughs> thought that he was okay. We were talking about it. I think during the actual stream. Yeah, but yeah. He would have some moments where I'd be like, "Wow," and then like. The very next moment, I'd be like, "Ah, all right." And then, (laughs) yeah, his first his first (laughs) sequence when he was he was cooking crazy, and then he goes for a Sasuke special, and he doesn't (laughs) clear the top rope. (laughs) Just smacks Uh, into the rope, and then he's pulled down by whoever he was jumping. Thought he was crying somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) But um, uh, you know, it was it weren't bad. There's, I think, for me on the CDMX team, those two guys. Uh, stood out to me the most on the on the uh, Comarca Lagunera team. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I liked that team. I think I wanted to see them more, and I think I wanted to see them like advance over the CDMX team. I um, can see that. Like Platino yeah. Kid, I liked. Yeah. I saw that a lot of people did not like um, Infarto, and I liked Infarto. Yeah, I have that on my notes. It says that he's Fu's boy, so I well documented I think, that you like him. I, I didn't think him. he was. I didn't think he was the best, but I mean, he was. He was there. His presence was felt. But you know, I and, didn't think he was. He was the best out of that team. Probably on the lower half of that team, along with the Misteriosos. I thought Viento Negro <laughs> was honestly pretty cool. He was good. Yeah, I liked him too. I thought I, Viento uh, Viento Negro and uh, Emperador Junior. Mm-hmm. I liked Emperador Junior. I think those guys. Yeah. Um, Misteriosos, uh, you know, they were in the tournament last year. Yeah, I, I can't say they did anything that really made me be like, you know, raise an eyebrow or or anything like that. But maybe next year if they're in the tournament again, or if they, <laughs> they matching shoulder tape, which was really cool. I yeah, like that yeah, they yeah. matched the, uh, that tape. They weren't like, I mean, they weren't like god awful, but like sometimes. There was some- yeah, some iffy moments, and I, I think sometimes like you have to stand out in these kind of tournaments, right? Like you have yeah. to bring your A yeah. game, or else you just look like another guy, yeah. and they just look like yeah, you're like an, another rookie. Yeah. So to me, yeah, Infarto, Platino Kid, he was good. Viento Negro was good. Um, I, I think maybe it's just like Infarto's mask that I just is making me overlook a lot of things. <laughs> but. What do you guys think? Favorite guys from CDMX, favorite guys from La Comarca Lagunera? Um, from CDMX, probably Legendario, and uh, I think Fornell was also pretty good. I could tell Astro Boy Jr. was a, uh, was a caronte, so <laughs> that was something. Uh, but out of uh, the CDMX team, Legendario and Fornell definitely impressed me the most. And then for the Laguna team, I thought... Latino kid was, you know, I was already like on this guy because I was like, you know, watching Angel Elegante's channel and I was like, yo, you guys need to check this guy out. And he, honestly, I already liked him, but that showing, he brought he brought his best whenever in that match. And um, Emperador Jr., you know, being, I think, the final one for his team was also really cool. I was honestly hoping he would have won it, but, you know, he unfortunately didn't. So it is, it is what it is. For, uh, yeah. For me, uh, Landario was, he was just so interesting because he was like, he really truly had like a 50-50 hit rate on all of the high spots he was going for. So, I mean, he had me watching intently anytime he was on the screen, uh, whether it be for better or for worse. Uh, And then on the other side, I liked the Mysterioso brothers when they were together, when they were getting like tandem offense in. I thought that they were they looked really competent. But it was when they were alone, you were just like, oh, these are just two guys here. So like them together, but separate, they were they were definitely lacking. I will say overall, the first round, it was all right. I don't think it was, you know, super yeah. fantastic. It wasn't a train wreck. It wasn't bad, but it was good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. The rest of the card... um, Let's see. Taking a look at it really quickly. Um, fine. Yeah, no, there wasn't much notable. There wasn't much other stuff, other notable stuff in the show. Yeah. Um, besides, like the opener had, you know, they were doing post match challenges for a two v two mask match. 
Oh yeah, yeah. 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 That that was and, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that soon. Yeah, and we'll come back come back later. Mm-hmm, so yeah. we get yeah. through uh February 9th Friday show. So this Tuesday, um the 13th of February, we had another pretty I mean, I think this was a really good card for a Tuesday. Um there were quite a few matches on it that I really enjoyed actually. The first being uh, Alaudas against El Coyote. I thought that one was pretty good. Especially it was yeah, I thought a, that was a good match on that level. Yeah, 10 minutes. And I think they got it right on, um, what, 9.59, right? Because of yes. a fast count. Because yeah, of a yeah. fast count. <laughs> they cooked it, yeah. I'll let her get away with that one. I'll let her get away with that mm-hmm. one. <laughs> yeah, when it works, it's awesome, yeah. <laughs> if, they had, if they had, I don't know, maybe sped it up by like a second, they probably would have got that a lot more naturally. But I thought it was good. Yeah. Good match. Um, I my favorite match of the whole night, though the one that really got me, um, I don't know, the most excited was uh, Blue Panther, mm-hmm. Hijo de Blue Panther, and Blue Panther Junior mm-hmm. against Cranio and Los Gemelos Diablos. I think that match was really fun. Yeah, I thought it was a fun match. I'd probably like second favorite match of the card. I still think El Dasperto Sequoia that was a little better. But uh, that was definitely a match that I was not expecting to be as fun as it ended up being. Yeah, it really, uh, for people kind of new to seeing Blue Panther, especially at his age, I think, uh, not to spoil any news, but I think he would still be kind of capable of a one-versus-one kind of match with a uh, capable opponent who we might talk about later. If if you get somebody to, like, protect him a little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. Someone someone would have to carry a little bit, but, like, this will be very interesting. Maybe a mat-based technical wrestler. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows that could be? Yeah. Yeah. And um, another match on this card that was actually pretty decent was um, Los Barbaros versus Los Infernales, which ended up with Los Infernales actually taking the the win over Los Barbaros. Who had and just then we won? Got a post- they just yeah, won those titles. Just- exactly. Yeah. And we had a post-match promo or a post-match challenge actually from Averno, um, you know, saying that. Barbaro was, you know, he was talking all this trash, you know, that he's a double champ and, you know, he's building himself up, saying, like, he's unstoppable and stuff like that. And he was basically like, you know, if you're going to build yourself up like this and say that you're all that, he was like, why don't you give me a title opportunity for your CML World Light Heavyweight Championship? The next day on Informa, we found out when it's going to happen. So if you guys want to transition over to that, absolutely. do that. Well, there's one more thing uh, I wanted to mention on this one as well. The Lady Frost debut. Um... Debut or not debut? Well, re-debut, return. I guess. Return. Re-debut, yeah. yeah, return, return. Was she on, was she at Puebla on Monday? Actually, uh, yeah. Oh, so I, I this think, is I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, her <laughs> her comeback to Arena Mexico. Yeah, her, her Tuesday night de- re-debut. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Lady Frost is cool. She, I like her. Uh, yeah, she, she was cool. She can do all those high flying stuff really well with her gymnast background so shout out to her yeah solid solid stuff but yeah no we actually can talk about the big news now so the very next day after that um wednesday february 14th cml informa which if you're not watching if you're not watching cml informa uh what are you doing on wednesday nights and by wednesday nights i mean wednesday (laughs) five what 5 p.m eastern time yeah sometimes usually late but yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's like 15 minutes late, something like that. 
but um oh. we had some massive massive news massive. like yeah. insanely massive the the whole i feel like the big theme of of this informa the biggest thing that's coming out of this is we got basically the entire card for homenaje dos leyendas revealed which is like the second biggest cmll show of the year behind yeah. uh, el aniversario and it's like a show yeah. honoring um a salvador Duterov. Yeah. yeah. Another, and then another another wrestling legend, which ended up getting revealed the previous week uh, on Informa, which was Tony Salazar, who you guys might know as the father of Magnus or the father of Alexis Salazar, the person who takes all of CMLs, like professional photos. You know, he worked for CMLL basically for a long time. Yeah, yeah. since, I mean, he worked as like a luchador and then he's also been working like as a trainer behind the scenes. Yep. Like since then, and they mentioned that, which is cool for him because they were like, "Yeah, like they mentioned his loyalty to CMLL and you know how much he's helped them and stuff. How many people he's helped? You know, he's had a hand in training, um, including El Rey de Plata Oro, Mystico. Oh, so my. you know, he's yeah. uh, he's had a hand in a lot of like careers, you know. So yeah, he definitely has, and it's he's a great choice for uh, this this year." Yeah, absolutely. A great pick. Great pick. Very much deserves it. Um, we are gonna go down really quickly. Hard. Yeah, yeah. To just and I don't know if all of these are in the order they were announced. Well, uh I think the first one that uh, was announced was Esfinge. Uh, the first No, no, no. The first no? one announced was the opener, which is crazy to have this as an opener. Um Rugido and Magnus of Los Depredadores defending their national their Mexican national championship, tag championships against um the winner of la gran alternativa and the 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 person that was the other person that was in the finals the other rookie that was in the finals neon and wow um that is a crazy match to open the card especially when you've seen if you've seen uh los depredadores versus futuro and neon there are two matches that they've had this this should be an insane match absolutely um their match, well, like you said, their two matches with Futuro and Neon. Last year, for me, that was one of the best matches of the entire year. Oh, this year, their course, VIP yeah. match almost reached the same level. Didn't quite get there, yeah. but it was still really, really good. And I think we were talking about this earlier. Um, if Brianta Jr. comes out you know, at 100, I think Neon is going to come out at 100, regardless, just based on what we've seen from him. He's always you know, putting in that, the really good work. And then Magnus and Trujillo, if they can reach that same level from that, this is yeah. an insane opener. Like you can just tell from this first match, oh, it's going to be stacked. Yeah, it's going to be stacked. And then the second match that they actually announced uh, directly after this is going to be Esfinge defending his uh, Mexican National Lightweight Light Heavyweight Championship against El Rey del Mundo Sandokan Jr. Golly, tell us, tell Which, us. I mean, holy, I mean. If you know me, I'm a very big Sandokan Jr. fan. So him possibly, you know, finally getting his moments to win a championship, I'm all, I'm all in for this. This is a proxy, basically, between Float and <laughs> Super Liger. Float's yeah. top guy versus Super Liger's top guy, Esfinge. I was just going to mirror what Float said. If you know me, I'm a big Esfinge fan. So <laughs> this is huge for uh, for me, for him to get another defense of the belt. So, But in all honesty, I think this has... Okay, this is like great potential to just be two guys throwing down. 
Um, if you watch the World Tag League uh, with Zanokan Jr. just throwing ridiculous chops all tournament, busting Tai Chi's chest open, I'm hoping we get some of that here. And yeah. you know, Sphinx, hey, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna hit the plancha, he's gonna hit the dive, the splash. Nudo Hipsio, game over, one, two, three. But <laughs> no, 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 we're, getting, we're, getting new, we're getting a new champ. We're getting a new champ for sure. Match two, that's crazy too. This is the second match. You know, that's yeah. awesome. That's so good. Good. And good. then um, moving on to the third match, like I was talking about on the Tuesday, the Tuesday show, the the night prior. Um. Averno laid out a challenge to Barbaro Cavernario for his CML World Light Heavyweight Championship, and it was confirmed on Informa that Barbaro Cavernario will be defending that championship against Averno at Homenaje a Dos Leyendas. So again, this is, and this is like, uh, you said it earlier, I completely agree. This could be, this could be like the show stealer right here. Yeah. If you, if you, you know, follow CMLL, you know Barbaro Cabernario, especially recently. I mean, he's always been oh. a hooper, but recently, yeah, different level. Yeah, he's different got. Guy. He's a different beast right now. Like new shoe deal kind of hooper. He's in his contract year. It's got to be. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah. I really like Averno going into this match. Uh, just a different kind of like just anti-hero. Like. I don't know. He just seems really cool. It just seems like a dope dude going into this match. I don't think for a second he's going to win the title, but uh, I just I just like him a lot. I think he's really cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, same here. I think I think the match will be great. It has a lot of potential. Uh, I don't think Avernos. I don't think Avernos winning the title, but I mean, I think the match, like you were saying, it has potential to steal the night. And I mean, you pair these guys two styles, and I feel like they're it's going to click. So well, yeah, yeah. Whenever the time comes, Averno's definitely always been a guy you can get a good match out of, you know. Yeah. So uh, speaking of you know the card, uh, that is where we come to the end for title matches, um, because the fourth match on the card is a lucha de apuestas. Well, actually, it's a cuadrangular de máscaras, which is a four-way mask match where. One mini superestrella is going to lose their mask. And the four people that are in this match are Pierrotito, Acero, Angelito, and Pequeño Olimpico. Now, what do we think about this being the, the big apuestas match for homenaje a Dos Leyendas? If, okay, my thoughts here. If it's Pierrotito and Olimpico at the end, that's absolutely insane. Because their masks, I mean, Pierrotito and, and Pequeño Olimpico have been around for a long, long time, yeah. you know? Like, they have been there. And, and I'm going to say this. I like both of them, right? I think they're both pretty good. So I don't think it'll come down to those two. But if it does, holy. That would, that would actually be insane. That would be, like, historical, you know? Yeah. I think the easy way out for this match should just be unmasking Acero, because I feel like Angelito Angelito's still too young to have to be unmasked. He's like twenty six, mm-hmm. so I think he still has a lot of years left in him. So the easy way out would just be having Acero unmasked. But you know, Pequeño Olimpico or Pierrotito could also want a big payday, so that's also on the table. That's true. <laughs> the coward's way out is um, Acero and Angelito final two. Acero loses. 
Yeah. The mm. the most illogical way out is Acero Angelito Final Two Angelito loses. <laughs> <laughs> the most insane way out, Pierrotito and Pequeño Olimpico, either one of them lose. Yeah. The I guess the anything could happen way out is anybody who's not Angelito and Acero and Acero wins. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Acero's the one that always the end one that ends up unmasking, you know, Pierrotito, Angelito or Pequeño Olimpico. That would be crazy. But again, I don't yeah. think I don't think Acero is taking Pierrotito's mask. I don't think he's taking Pequeño Olimpico's mask. I don't think he's taking Angelito's mask. If anybody takes no. If anybody takes Pierrotito or Pequeño Olimpico's mask, it's going to be like the other one or maybe yeah. Angelito. Yeah. Depends on what they're, I guess, what they want to do with him later on. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking for this match, if you're asking me for a prediction, I'm thinking Pequeño Olimpico loses his mask due to him, you know, winning uh, uh, Ultimo Dragoncito's mask in uh, 2022 so that's my way of thinking I do i'm not sure who but i i see him probably losing his mask i think i hope he doesn't lose his mask just because i love that that Pierrot yellow and black design um i just think it's so good and also like let's keep the kayfabe up he's puerto rican you know <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I don't think Pierrotito is losing. I think Pequeño Olimpico is probably, I would say, is my prediction to lose. Probably to Pierrotito if I had to pick anyone. Does Pequeño Olimpico have hair under his mask or no? Let's find I'm out. Sh- I'm not sure. Oh, think- yeah, we'll find out. We'll, find <laughs> out. <laughs> we'll so, see yeah. it soon. We'll see it soon. But- what about you guys? What do you predict? I think I'm with you. Like, I think it's a, it's a big card, so I don't think they can take the coward's way out here. So I think Picanio Olimpico probably like should, but yeah. whether they, they do it or not, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to choose. I'm going to say they're taking the coward's way out. I'm taking Acero. <laughs> Acero's dropping it. Um, to who? I don't know. I think Acero's dropping it. Uh, right. But we'll see. It'd be fun to be wrong. Either way, no matter what happens, I think this match is going to be very satisfactory. Yeah, it's always fun to see a guy lose his mask. Like, I love seeing the the tears uh, fall from the face as they have to unmask. It's always super dramatic <laughs> and super entertaining. After this, we get some big news um, of an AEW star coming to Arena Mexico. And it is actually Willow Nightingale. Willow Nightingale is coming in for a trios match alongside Tessa Blanchard oh. and La Catalina. Hooray! Hey. <laughs> Facing off against Stephanie Vaquer, Zexis, and Yuvia. What are we thinking about this one? I like five out of the six people in this match uh, and detest one of the five. Or one of the six, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, this would be a great match if you replace Tessa. Like I think we were talking earlier, replace Tessa with like Lady Frost, and I think we're cooking something cool here. But yeah. Tessa has not been good, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. If you put Lady Frost in here, you have the perfect card from top to bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they. I don't know. I mean, maybe they don't got internet in the CML front office. <laughs> 
they don't really know <laughs> snail much. mail yeah. yeah they're gonna after the show they're gonna be like she did what they just saw that she won the uh, the TNA World Championship, and they're like, "Damn, we should get her down for some shows." I don't know but, uh, anything past that. Yeah, I mean, this match looks interesting. I think it'll be a solid match. You know, it has it has a lot of potential. Especially, I would I can't wait to see the interactions between um, Willow and uh, Stephanie Vaquer. Absolutely, um, I think Willow Nightingale. Um, she's somebody who I always like seeing on AEW TV. You know, yeah, same here. Yeah. Yeah, really good. She has such like good energy when she comes out. Like her, I love her entrance music. She's just like very infectious with her energy. She's good in the ring. Um, she got to figure it out. I like Willow Nightingale a lot. Really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, the best. I think the best case scenario here would be if Chris Statlander uh, is in the crowd with uh, Stokely Hathaway. <laughs> Watching <laughs> that would be crazy. Dude, they um they bring Stokely in after the match and just they hit him with that package pile driver. No oh my, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be nuts! Holy, but that's you know the card is shaping up really really well. And then we had the absolute hammer dropped on us. Golly. Well, actually, before that, um, the sixth match, which yes, this is this homenaje that's the end. That's going to be a seven match show, which is honestly kind of unusual. But the sixth match is going to be the finals of El Torneo Increíble de Parejas, which has not started. I think it's starting in like one or two weeks. And two, the two finalist teams are going to be facing off in the sixth match. And um, we'll see. We'll talk, we'll talk more about it whenever they reveal the teams and who our predictions. Mm-hmm. But moving a lot, moving from, uh, from that, like uh, Fuz was saying, we had a major announcement. Insane. Would you like to tell us what that was? Absolutely, absolutely. Many people have been clamoring for this for ever since uh, Brian Danielson made it um, apparent or made it known that he wanted a match with the legendary Blue Panther. People have been clamoring for this, asking for it. When CMLL first announced their partnership with AEW back in October, people's eyes immediately turned to El Maestro Lagunero, wondering. Perhaps if one day soon we would finally get that dream match. And as of that informa, it was revealed to us that the Blackpool Combat Club, including Brian Danielson, were coming to Arena Mexico to be in the main event of Homenaje a Dos Leyendas. John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Brian Danielson, and Willa Yuta will be facing off against El Rey de Plata y Oro Místico, Volador Jr., Blue Panther and Ultimo Guerrero in Relevos Atomicos, the main event. What are we thinking? Oh, what a stacked, what a stacked main event. And I know I've seen some people complaining about why is Ultimo Guerrero in this match. But if you if you haven't watched CML, if you didn't watch CML in 2023, Ultimo Guerrero was not that big of a part of it. Or at least didn't get, you know. He didn't get so many like singles matches and so many opportunities. Like no, Ultimo Guerrero was you know didn't have a humongous presence on tw- on twenty twenty three when it comes to CML. Yeah, often like for a while the meme was like Ultimo Guerrero, lol. Like he's gonna be there and he's gonna win. Yeah, like yeah. He's, <laughs> he's like people are like oh he's booking himself to do everything. Um, twenty twenty three he was not there, so I have seen complaints 
two big complaints that I saw. One is super surprising. The other one is what you just said about Ultimo Guerrero. There are people complaining. They were saying, why is Blue Panther in it? <laughs> what do you mean, why is Blue Panther in it? That's the one guy the that was reason, handpicked. Yeah. That's the one guy. Yeah, he's the reason. Holy God damn. It was, in, it, was on, it was on Instagram. And I think it was, um, I don't think it was like American fans. I think it was like Mexican fans. They were like, why is Blue Panther there? <laughs> Which I guess maybe if oh, you're not as online. Yeah, I guess if you're not online. Yeah. It would make sense for them to be asking that, but then you do. I, I think CML is going to have to really hit on the point that he was specific. They specifically asked for Blue Panther. Yeah. Ultimo Guerrero too. I'm going to say this personally. I wanted Ultimo Guerrero in this match because I wanted to see yeah. Ultimo Guerrero and Brian Danielson. Um, you know, in it together. They were they've been in a match I'm, together. I'm yeah, I'm waiting for them to have a chance off. I'm waiting for raising the roof versus the yes chance. Holy. That's going to be crazy. And yeah. then obviously, Volador Jr., real beast, mystical, yeah. top guy. You can't not have him there, you know? So to me, the team, yeah. the team makes a lot of sense. Yeah. There's some, peop- there's some people who are saying, like, why isn't Echicero in this match? Or why isn't Mascara Dorada in this match? Unfortunately, with Echicero, just because he's booked or he's getting a good presence outside of CML, doesn't mean that CML is going to book him as great as <laughs> they've been booking him outside of CML. So don't expect, don't, you can't expect that he's going to be booked as greatly as he's being booked outside. And Mascara Dorada, he's probably going to be in Torno Incredible de Parejas Finals, so you'll, you'll probably see him there. Yeah, and to explain yeah. that a little bit, um, the Torno Parejas Incredibles, I'm going to edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> This torneo coming up with uh, the mixed tag teams is uh, one technical, one rudo. So we're going to get yeah. like uh, Mascara Dorada and then maybe maybe something like uh, Soberano Jr., Templario, um, Rocky Romero. Somebody who's yeah. like a rudo and like the opposite of Mascara Dorada. So that's going to yeah. be really interesting. And it's a, honestly a really good opportunity for four guys to get on this card and put on fantastic match. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, then, like, we were going down the rundown, the, the lineup of the CML team. I mean, great lineup. You know, so there's some people complaining, but, you know, it's, in my, in my opinion, it's a great, it's a great lineup. Yeah, it's, it's totally, like, a dream matchup for, like, the other side to face. Like, obviously, yeah. Blue Panther is, is Brian's guy. We all know that. But, like, you can't tell me, like, Mox and Claudio wouldn't want to face Ultimo Guerrero. Like, yeah. like he's made a name for himself. He's big kind of outside of Mexico. People, especially if you're guys like Mox and Claudio and even Yuta, who are just like freaks yeah. for wrestling anywhere, they're yeah. going to want to face him. He's one of the greatest. So it's, it's like the CMLL dream team. Like you have like the past and the present right there. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Um, I remember swinging on a prediction uh, and just I've completely missed on it, but I was saying uh, Torneo Cibernetico, uh, AEW, CMLL, but I don't mind uh, Relevos Atomicos. I don't like, I don't mind 4v4. I think we could get a Torneo Cibernetico maybe later down the line. Uh, yeah, maybe I don't come, think this is ending anytime soon. Maybe yeah. they come for the Grand Prix. Maybe they can do just an possibly. AW Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah possibly. Wouldn't possibly they have like AW slash New Japan. Oh uh, yeah, Grand Prix. Ooh. That would be nice. Um, That'd be crazy. 
One thing I did want to mention, uh, just preemptively, because I know the closer we're going to get to it, the more bad faith opinions we're going to hear about <laughs> um, about this entire like match. People are going to um, Google who Blue Panther is, and they're just going to be like, oh, why is this 63-year-old man wrestling uh, Brian yeah. Danielson? Like, oh, why are they... LOL, like, why are they putting in this old guy? And to that, I actually just want to make one point very clear. Um, People were, like, actively cheering the decrepit movements of The Undertaker in his last matches, right? I don't want to hear yeah. anything about age from anybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like... like sorry, go ahead, Foose. No, I was just going to say, if anybody is, like, criticizing the age of Blue Panther, or, you know, maybe he's a little bit slower, maybe he's a little older... I don't want to hear it because I think yeah. Blue Panther at his age is giving more effort than like 90% of the guys anywhere else. I think that, he, and he's just so much more over than most yeah. people get in their entire careers. I mean, you see, you see him on Tuesday shows. The foreigners yeah. go crazy for the old man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like if you like a popular thing right now is to look at sting and how sting puts on great performances and, Sting has to do it in a protected like tornado tag where he can take his breathers and stuff where Blue Panther's just working with his sons yeah. in like <laughs> trans matches. Yeah. He's in the match, he's hitting goddamn tilt-a-whirl backbreakers on dudes, like taking crazy bumps still. Like he can still fucking work, man. And like to concern troll that he's not capable of working an eight-man match with with against four other guys who revere him and who would want to make him look good is like the most fucking ridiculous thing I can think of. Exactly. Yeah. I haven't seen any of these attacks yet. This is a they're preemptive. Coming. This is preemptive. You know they're coming. I mean, people love to complain about anything. They love concern, concern troll about anything. So it's coming. So just, you know, when if you hear that, they're not arguing in good faith. They most likely don't know what they're talking about. If you ask them, what's your favorite Blue Panther match? They're going to say, actually, it's called the Pink Panther, and he is a cartoon <laughs> character and not a wrestler. So, <laughs> but yeah, like these people complaining, I can assure you they are not paying $35 a month to watch the show <laughs> at yeah, all. They're not, they're not even paying eight, man. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> not for the Tuesday shows. Pay $8 for the Tuesday shows. See what uh, Blue Panther can still do. He's awesome, dude. The, he's doing ramp dives, bro. He did a. He was doing yeah, ramp dives, doing like dives. dives from the apron. Like he's real, dude. Like the effort he puts in, and like you said with Sting, Sting looks. I mean, I th I think personally, Sting's look great. You know, there's not been a point mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, Sting looks like shit, dude. Like he needs to get out of there already. But he's going out on his own on his own terms. Why can't other guys? You know. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And if you're gonna like, cheer, if you're gonna cheer for one guy like who's older, you got to give the same grace to somebody else. Just yeah, you know, yeah. That's just my my thought on that. I don't mean to come oh, yeah. off as too aggressive on there, but if no, I see no, Blue Panther hate, you know, <laughs> if I yeah, do see Blue Panther out. hate, I'm letting it loose, brother. I'm gonna be like, listen, compared compared to whoever they're they're. Uh, repping, I'm gonna be like, they never drew a dime compared to Blue Panther. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, I, I can I'm totally understand where you're coming from. And I'd also like to know one thing about this match, which is actually pretty awesome that they're, which I hope the re the request gets accepted. 
but Blue Panther specifically asked the Lucha Commission if he can wear the mask. If he can wear his mask for the entire match, that's cool. And I hope it's accepted because that would be such a cool thing seeing Blue Panther back on with his mask the entire match. You know, yeah, doing some incredible technical wrestling with Brian Danielson. Oh man, could you imagine how Danielson would feel getting to wrestle Blue Panther like with with mask and such on yeah. still? God, yeah. Lee, God, Lee, listen, El Fantasma, if you're listening, process that request. Get him on. Let him. <laughs> Santos Escobar, if you're listening, ask your dad if Blue Panther can wear his mask. <laughs> oh, but it's going to be good. I'm super excited for it. And mm-hmm. as we yeah. get closer and closer, obviously, we're going to be talking more about Omenados Leyendas, any new developments that come from it, anything you should be looking forward to. And also, you know, um, that tournament with one Rudo, one Tecnico. We're going to be covering the rounds of that as well. Yes, we will. Which brings us to our next segment. We're talking about tournaments. And we've already mentioned that um, a couple of weeks ago, we had the first round of El Torneo de Escuelas. This past Friday, we had the second round of El Torneo de Escuelas featuring uh, the Puebla School and... The Guadalajara. Guadalajara school, yes. What are we thinking? Okay, so uh, let me just get this straight. Uh, I think the whole show overall was actually pretty good. Uh, besides the the title match, that was a little, uh, you know, Stephanie Bakken and Celtis and Lady Frost are great, but there was a moment in that match. Uh, <laughs> someone was trying to go for a tope and uh, they failed miserably. I thought, that, I thought it was yeah it was rough but knowing who it is you'll probably laugh yeah it kind of sounds and, like we're, we're going really hard on her but like if you had to watch <laughs> what we're watching like you know it's just not she it's our she's already at a deficit with us because of prior actions but then when you watch yeah. what's going on in the ring we're just like we're just not too hot on anything mm-hmm. that she does yeah so yeah which is not to say I that we would her, excuse. Let me go ahead and clear this up. Which is oh, not yeah. to say that we would excuse any of her prior actions if she actually was good in the ring. We would still very much be upset about this entire thing. But it's yes. like a double negative. Negative. On yeah. Negative. Yes. Usually, there are good watch. problematic wrestlers, and she's not even one of those. So, <laughs> <laughs> and again, um, most of the time, it, we end up watching something else, flipping and being like, "This is not good." Like. When that mystical Matt Seidel match was playing at the same time her match was going, and we <laughs> we started watching yeah, that. We, yeah. Yeah, 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 I just had it as background noise, and it's a it's a shame because I thought the other three women in the match were good. Lady Frost again is she's really cool. She has like I don't know, she just has a really cool presentation, hits her moves very well, knows knows what she can do inside the ring. But uh, she had a beautiful tornillo yeah. to the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was did. great. Really, really good. Um, I agree with you though. I think the the rest of that card was really good. Uh, yeah, my boy Felino uh, yeah, Junior, I... mm-hmm. DL in the opener. Unfortunately, somebody's got to uh, lose it. <laughs> yeah, and then that uh, the Los Dulces Atrapasueños versus uh, Los Los Cancerberos del Infierno was honestly surprised. It surpassed my expectations to say the least. Bro, when um, God, who was it? It was either Cancerbero was... or Luciferno. I think I think it was Luciferno. Bro, he hit that that um like springboard yeah. plancha. Yeah. I was like, ain't no way. Like 
It looks good. It's like 50. Yeah. <laughs> doing this shit. Damn. Smoked. I don't know if it was on Reiko Meta or if it was on uh, Espiritu Negro. It was one of them. Like, damn. He laid them out crazy. Good Big match, fun. though. Good match, though. I think we're getting a, a rematch, yeah. right? Uh, I, um, we're getting something. Uh, out of no. it. There was like a challenge after, right? There was a challenge, but they, but Vidus is like at a later time, not right now. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're not getting a rematch next this uh this upcoming Friday. We're not. Nothing from that. But uh, another match on the card, which was surprise, honestly, surprisingly, like yet again, uh, surpassed my expectations. Los Hermanos Chavez versus uh, Star Junior and Flip Gordon. That one actually, yeah, that uh, one did surprise me. I did yeah. not think that Flip Gordon and Star Junior were going to pull that out, honestly. Yeah, honestly, might have might be in like the top three Flip Gordon performances in <laughs> all time. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, Star Junior's been on a bit of a baller run since uh, since the AEW call up. Maybe that was the <laughs> yeah you you guys- encouragement a little bit, you know. Yeah, he got some inspiration. So, something, something sparked in him. Yeah, I'm happy for him. I'm really happy for him. Yeah. A uh, note to uh, Flip Gordon also had a bra thrown at him after the match, that and was I was very crazy. confused. <laughs> that was crazy. Look, I was reading on Cubs fans write up that um, the Arena Coliseo match from like I don't know maybe last week Flip Gordon was in or something like that. That a fan tried to like. Grope him or something? God, I mean he's over crazy with the down. ladies. Yeah, but like Young maybe man. like don't do that. Even you yeah, know, don't do that to people. Don't do that, performers. Come on, you know. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. general, don't just in general, don't do that. Don't be <laughs> yeah. grope. <people. laughs> yeah, even if they're not wrestlers, please don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Please don't grope. <laughs> don't do that. But especially if if they're wrestlers, and especially if they're not wrestlers, just don't do it at all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But he does seem to have a very sizable um, fan fan yeah. base. He's very over with the ladies. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then uh, for the main event, we had the uh, the other second semifinal round for Torneo de Escuelas, which was the Escuela de Guadalajara versus La Escuela de Puebla. And um, what did you guys think of this match? I thought this match was way better than last week's match, which is to say last week's match wasn't bad. But I thought this one was really good. No, yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, especially the like the back stretch of that this match was yes, yes, uh, it was it was incredible. Some great drama there. Uh, Yeah, really awesome. Um, In particular, I want to point out like some of the people that I thought were like incredible in this match. Uh, Let me start off with Guadalajara. I thought Barbosa. I thought he had a great presence. The that one spot he did where he like jumped up to the top rope and then like there was a bunch of people huddled up because they they were jumping someone from the opposite team and he interceded it with a with a dive that was great um i wish he would have gotten a little bit more presence in the match because i feel like he was eliminated too early i thought he was going to be the final one in the mat in the match for his team but he wasn't um the calavera jr one and two which are the nephews of the original oro i thought they honestly did pretty well i i really like their teamwork i like how um how they work they uh, occasionally work uh, Martes de Glamour, and you know sometimes they have you know some pretty decent performances, or, you know not that great of performances. But I thought they they did honestly really well here. They look good. And, yeah, no, they look really yeah, good. Yeah, they look yeah really. They good. looked uh, really good. I think there's there's still a bit green, but I feel like 
you know, with a bit more time and, you know, more, more rev, whenever they get more reps in, I think they can be like a very solid tag team to add to the, to the CML roster. And, you know, maybe like an eventual match with like, I don't know, some other younger guys like Neon and uh, Futuro, or, you know, two other young guys. Exciting, dude. It's really exciting because, yeah. It's really exciting. These guys, and, can, um, you can tell like they're, yeah, like you said, they're green, but like they got it, you know, they, they yeah, they got potential, like polish it up a bit, you know, exactly. And um, from the Puebla team, I thought, you know, one of the more, one of the people that I thought actually was pretty decent, I thought El Hijo de Santella Roja was honestly pretty, pretty decent. Um, El Malayo was also, he was all right. Uh, I feel like one of them definitely has, you know, some family connection that we don't know yet. And they'll, they'll reveal it eventually, but for now we don't know. But the big standout from this, from this match, and especially on the Puebla team, was Chelwa. Holy hell, he had an incredible incredible performance. He looked like he and, belonged, like not even like yes. in the tournament. Like he looked yeah. like he belonged just like on a Friday show. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So he actually I'm pretty sure he had appeared already previously on a Friday show as like a like a preview match or something like that. But like I if you guys remember, you know, or if you can call back to the first episode that we did on predicting possible people for La Gran <laughs> Alternativa. Called it. If you don't, I called. I I said Shelwa is gonna be someone from Puebla to watch out for, and in this match, he proved me so right. He his look is it's like he has a classic look, but his mask feels like a little bit more modern, modern mm-hmm. modernish, and he present the way he presents himself is honestly it's like great, you know. If you saw his entrance whenever he was coming out with his team, he looked really good. Like you, you could tell this guy is like, he's he's a re- he's the big he's a real deal. And yes, actually, if, exactly. And I was fine. I was looking more into him and his like his background and stuff like that. And his uncle is actually Ciclón Ramírez. He has some pedigree. And man. then his yes, and his father is SWAT. So he is, I believe, a second generation luchador. And the thing about him, I think, as like I would keep saying, I was looking more into his background. I think what makes me so interested to see where he goes on from here was like how he he was already having some success in other parts, like in other industries. Like I think he was having some uh, some slight success in like the the movie industry and or, like the the film industry, and not only that, but also in like the radio industry and stuff like that. So the fact that he decided to, you know dedicate and stick with lucha libre instead of you know two other paths that could have honestly made him more money is honestly something that i you know i i really respect that i can i highly respect him for doing that for you know sticking with lucha libre especially since he said he started training at age three which That's is insane God, love of the game yeah. right i there. was about to say yes. somebody hit the button that says for the <laughs> love of the game for the love of the for the love of the game and i love how He's he seems like an overall positive dude, but you know his in ring style for that match, for you know for like I feel like you know, the beginning stretch and somewhat the middle stretch we didn't get to see as much of him, but then you know towards that like the second half of the middle stretch and then the ending stretch, holy this guy was he was doing some great stuff. Like I know a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of like old head lucha fans are like, man, these flips, these flips aren't you know. <laughs> All Lucha Libre is his flip and it's athleticism or, you know, even like American fans that don't know anything about Lucha Libre, they're like, oh, it's all just flips and gymnastics and all of that. Bro, they say if you're going to complain about that, yeah, 
they say that if you think that's what it is, if you think that's all it is, it's not. You need to see Selwa. His performance was great. Yes, he did a couple of like tope suicidas and he did do like a moonsault, but that was only like a very tiny part of it. Most of the time, he was doing he was doing a bunch of yaveo. Like there's a uh, there was a tweet that Rob Viper made of like four of the yav- of the yaves that he did, and holy hell, he looked incredible. He looked like he looked like a natural. He looked really good. At, he looked really good and just like a natural at like for his age because he's like nineteen. Golly, crazy! And looking that good, and you know, seeing that he's like he—that's the type of like he—he he definitely seems like more of a yaveo wrestler. I feel like Shelwa is going to be probably the biggest person to look out for from like out of this entire tournament. If there's anybody to go look out for after this tournament, it's Shelwa because he's 19. He has his his presentation is incredible. His wrestling style is also great. With you know. You know, doing the necessary, you know, high flying stuff that he'll eventually that he needs, but also mixing it with, you know, a bunch of Yaveo. And, you know, I can see like maybe next year or, you know, a few years from now, I can see him being, you know, the best, you know, the second best or the best technical luchador, you know, maybe even ahead of like Echicero and Virus. He was balling out crazy. Also, his name was, is really cool. Sherpa. Yes. He's like the, um, that's an Aztec god. Uh, it's yeah. like a giant, or not a god. It's like a giant, I think. Yeah, and he he even has like his own YouTube channel where he went uh, he went into detail about the story of Shelwa and like the backstory of it. So if it's you want to check that out, you can go check that out. You know, I think his channel is Shelwa Luchador. So if you want to check that out, it's there for you to see. But that's I'm, my tangent about Shelwa. Uh, you guys can talk about <laughs> who you guys who you guys really <laughs> was, enjoyed from the this uh, match now. I was going to say, you absolutely deserve that victory lap because you've been on the mm-hmm. Shelwa wave. Like, you've been on that wave. I, so, like, you know, pioneer pioneer fan for sure. Uh, you absolutely yes. deserve uh, to go on a victory lap for that because it's awesome seeing a guy that you really, like, you know, put your um, beliefs behind seeing him, like, succeed. So that's really good. And, yeah, I agree with you. Like, everything you said he was a beast. He, I didn't know he was only 19. He like, yeah. he must be in the gym hitting crazy. Cause like <laughs> he has to, I mean, he's, he's tall and not only that, but he's like, he's jacked. Bro. He's going to have like that settle like, build, bro. Like if he's 19, uh, he looks like that. He's yeah, going to fill he, out some I more. He said he's a, I think he said he's actually a light heavyweight right now. And God, he's man. trying to get to the heavyweight division. No, he Gregor, wants to be a classic cook, guy, bro. No, he looks like a, like, yeah, Lucha's back, bro. Lucha's back. Old heads, they're coming back, bro. You're gonna see the front row of an anime ninety plus only. <laughs> and that's beast. Like he was really good. I have it in my notes here. His first sequence with Adrenalina, Shelhua and Adrenalina, they had a really mm-hmm. good sequence together. Um, yes, I liked Rayo Metallico. I liked what I saw from mm-hmm. him on Friday. I thought he was he stood out to me a good bit. Um, I already mentioned this, but I do think that this. This round was better than the first round. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantastico, he had a great elimination on Rey Apocalipsis. Mm. And just overall, I think Adrenalina was really good too. Soups, what do you got for me? Uh, Barbosa was really cool. When I saw the, uh, like the pre-match interview that he had, I was like, I was very skeptical. I was like, who's this Zandokan <laughs> knockoff punk here? But then... I, this this might be a crazy statement, uh, not indicative of their wrestling skills, but I think Barboza might be 
a better pirate than Zandokan. Just the way he moves around the ring, I'm like, this guy's a fucking pirate, man. Like when he uh, the the dive that Floke was talking about earlier, where he, yeah. he does a crazy flip, it looked so uncontrolled, but like it was in a super controlled way. But he just has these weird mannerisms that are super uh, like enchanting to watch. You just can't take your eyes off of him. Yeah, and he's got the Chris Brooks uh, shoulder guard thingy. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Beast, yeah, yeah, he did actually. I was thinking back about. I liked his whole look. He had a good fit. He had a really good fit. Yeah, he had. Yeah, yeah. his pants were a little baggy, but that felt more pirateish to me. Yeah, yeah. he used to wrestle in the baggy white shirt. Maybe, maybe we go take it all the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's definitely not a bad idea. Give him a hook. Oh, mm. holy! But like, or give him like I mean, a sword, like a saber. Point if I'm pistol. not mistaken, actually, yeah, something like honestly. I know that uh, occasionally they have teamed uh, Sandokan and uh, Sandokan Jr. and Barbosa have occasionally teamed up in uh, Arena Coliseo de Guadalajara. Have them come out, have them come out like full pirate, just like full pirate. Have, have one of them bring out the flag, have one of them with the hook, go full pirate. Just That'd be awesome. That would be nice. Aesthetic. I'll put them up with uh, Rey Bucanero. Oh, yeah, put, put, just put them <laughs> on a trio. Just put them. On a random artist of glamour, pair pair them up, <laughs> and then doesn't make them come out with the most pirate look you can come up with. Bro, license the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song for their intro. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, Martes de glamour, they still play a they still play a on the songs that they don't have the license to. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, no good stuff. Really good stuff. I was really happy about the show last or not last night, uh, Friday night. I watched half of it last night, and I watched the second half this morning. Um, just because I got really sleepy last night. It didn't mean the show was bad. I was just really tired. Uh, so I'm just going to throw that in there. I didn't fall asleep watching the show. I was watching the show, <laughs> and then I was like, I can't fully pay attention to this and appreciate it. I'm going to have to watch it tomorrow. And then You pulled the ribcord. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was good stuff, though. No, Shehua, he's he's definitely the guy. Um, he's the, the guy. He, you can tell out of everybody in this round, he's definitely the guy that I can, especially because he's only 19 and like, he was the final person in his team to win it. Like he was the final member of his team, and he had to go up against both Calavera Junior. One and two, and he beat both of them. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. CML probably has big plans for this guy, and he's probably sticking around in Ciudad de Mexico. I love that. Um, the sequence where he took out Calavera two, when he pushed yeah. Calavera one over the like over the post when he was celebrating, yeah, 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 yeah. power bombed yeah. uh Calavera two, and then put him in that. Um, Put him in that Yave. It was nice. Yeah. Sick stuff. Sick stuff. I'm excited for next week's finals. Um, yes. Two good teams. Two good teams. And I think if we can get the same level of energy from this past Friday, then success. Another successful Torneo de Escuelas. Yes. And if you're asking me who I think should win, Escuela de Puebla. I agree. And um, at the same time that, you know, some of these, you know, some of these CML shows were happening in Mexico, you know, some in Guadalajara, some in Puebla. Um, you know, we had some of, some of our more notable wrestlers from CML go uh, to Japan for Fantastica Mania. And uh, why don't we segue, segue into that? For sure. Soups. Yeah, I was going to say, what you guys you? are going to have to tell this one more than me because I have not yes. watched any of Fantastica Mania yet. So I'm going to leave this one up to y'all. 
I may I may interject though. I may ask a few questions just for my own sake. <laughs> All right. Uh, so soups. What did you think of like Fantastica Mania night one and uh, night two? Night one and night two. Uh, yeah, uh, I think we were talking about this uh, as they were happening, but they were they were just your kind of standard road two shows. Um, but the big draw of the Fantastica Mania tour is the the way the crowd engages with the luchadors who they really only see once a year um, with some notable exceptions, but uh, the air horns going crazy, all the Japanese fans with the Mexican flags making lots of noise and just getting to see all the CML stars in a different atmosphere is super engaging. And then the matches on top of that are, they're okay. They're good to okay. They're, they're nothing crazy for the first little bit until mm. they get to Corican. Yeah, uh, I think there was like a few standout matches, you know, mm-hmm. or like some were some that were like you know better than just average or you know better than decent. I think uh, I think one of the better matches was uh, the one where we had uh, Mystico and uh, Mascara Dorada teaming up with El Presidente uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi <laughs> uh, against uh, Los Guerreros Laguneros and their uh, I think it, he he might be like their new intern uh, Francesco Akira. <laughs> I think I think that match was honestly pre- pretty decent. Uh, Mystico had like some sort of like lingering like lingering injury, or it might have been just some jet lag from arriving. But um, besides like Mystico having a few stumbles or like you know just looking a little less Mystico than usual, I feel like that match was honestly pretty decent. I enjoyed it. Yeah, he looked to have uh, straightened whatever was bothering him out. By I guess yeah. the the end of the tour hasn't happened as of the recording of this, but last night's show he looked fine yeah and then um you know they they had the yearly uh tag tournament i think this one this year they just had it they were just called like torneo de facción or something something along those lines but um they had um los ingobernables de japón face off against los guerreros laguneros and then they had on the other side of the bracket they had la fuerza poblana uh they had a stigma and pegaso Going up against Los Depredadores, uh, Magnus and Volador Jr. And um, I went back and saw those matches, and I think it was pretty obvious that Volador Jr. was uh, a little mad at the referee because the match ended <laughs> a little too early. Um, so that was like one of those. Stand- I think uh, one funny part actually about that, you know, Volador sort of getting mad at the ma- that the match finished too early was that even like Japanese fans that have researched like the hashtag NJCMLL, you would even they even they were like, was, like did he mess up? Like what, what happened? <laughs> even they were like confused. And I think that's just like something funny to know. Um, and then LIJ versus Guerreros Aguneros, was, I think it was decent. I mean, I didn't. I don't think they put in as much effort as I, I wish they would have, but it was it was a match that was like pretty decent. You don't have to go out of your way to watch it, but it's there if you know you want to check out some fun stuff from Fantastica Mania. Yeah. Yeah, nothing nothing crazy, especially in the middle of the tour, as they're they're really just kind of saving up for the, the last two Corican shows. But yeah. They they were fine. They you can watch them if you want. You can uh you cannot watch them. I don't think you're changing your life either way yeah uh, i want to you know make note of a couple of challenges that have you know they've been teasing uh throughout this mini tour you know the fantastic miniature that happens um though i think the first challenge we actually got was 
Echicero. It was either Echicero challenging Hiroshi Tanahashi for the NJPW uh, TV title. And Hiroshi Tanahashi said that he agreed to defend it against Echicero if he beats Matt Riddle. Oh, God, please. Never wanted and, a, a win more. <laughs> <laughs> and um, another sort of interesting challenge that we saw was, you know, Mystico sort of wanting to tease like a defense against Doki in uh, maybe Arena Mexico, maybe That's in New crazy. Japan. We don't, we don't awesome. know. And um, uh, Oh, yeah, go ahead. And yeah, I think to to build on that, the uh, they've been kind of simmering a feud uh, between Mascara Dorada and uh, Francesco Akira that isn't uh, isn't finishing on this tour. So I'm really curious to see where that goes. If uh, that's kind of our confirmation that he'll be working best of the Super Juniors and they'll lock up there. Yeah. But I also wouldn't be opposed to seeing uh, Francesco in. CMLL at some point. I think that would be really awesome. Yeah, I think it'd be great to see him come back. But I do think uh, they are probably going to put Masada Dorada in the best of Super Junior. It just makes sense. I feel like mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense. Um, but especially since even like in a post-match interview, Francesco Akira was like, I want a singles match with Mascarado Dorada, whether it's in <laughs> whether it's in the USA, whether it's in or whether it's in the U, whether it's in Mexico, Japan, Europe, or best of the Super Junior. I just want a singles match with with Mascarado Dorada. Yeah, I guess they are running that. Uh, New Japan's running the New Japan Strong Show in Los Angeles, and I think they're running it at uh, the Toyota Center in Ontario, California. So maybe that's something they want to save for there. Have a maybe there or, cool match know. there. It could be there, or it could be at a future date, like we were saying, best of the Super Juniors mm-hmm. in a few months, but we'll see. Um, but let's move on to the uh, Korakuen Hall show. Yeah, uh, the uh, the last two matches of this show especially were, I would say, go out of your way to watch them. Uh, Soberano yeah. Jr. and Templario was, was fantastic, and yeah. uh, Volador Jr. and Rocky Romero, just very, like, automatic stuff like you can throw those guys together in any yeah. ring any size it'll in the world it'll be great yeah real beasts uh oh yeah 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 i am um, particularly really enjoyed soberano versus templario um i was i i was like this match is either going to you know it's going to be good but it's not going to be like the best thing in the world or it's not going to over exceed my expectations or it was just going to be like oh yeah it's gonna be like their match that they had earlier this year where yeah it was like the character build was great but the in-ring action wasn't as good as i thought it was going to be but i was very wrong very very wrong um specifically when we had soberano do the flosbury flop two minutes into the the match yeah this was this was a weird little kind of mini feud built up through this tour uh i believe it was the night before this um they were in a tag match together and it ended via disqualification where templario ripped soberano's mask off yes yes he did and uh for the people watching CMLL who's very familiar with Soberano being a Rudo now on this tour, he's very much been a Technico despite wearing the same gear with the inverted cross. The yeah. eyes, and he's yeah. going around giving the, uh, the heart fist bumps to, uh, <laughs> to all the fans and all just fans. Being very charming while looking like a menace. Yeah. Cause he's like in a, he's been like in a sort of weird position this, this, this whole tour where, you know, like I think in the opening, the uh, the opening day of Fantastica Mania for this tour, 
I think he was playing a, or he was in the Rudos side because he was teaming with Rocky Romero. But then, whenever they, they had the like you were saying the match the previous night where it was uh, Soberano and Briante Junior versus uh, Doki and Templario, Templario and Doki were playing the Rudos, so Soberano and uh, Briante Junior were playing the Technicos. Yeah. And so like been, time too, like ripped his mask off, and then they yeah. just started beating the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the player even beat up some of the young lions. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Beast. And uh, yeah, so he's sort of been so Berano has been in like a weird sort of you know position when it comes to to this tour because like he's very much a rulo and you know in CML, but it seems like you know putting that aside, you know the the. The fan, the New Japan fans don't really care, and they still see him as like, oh, he's like a technical. He's like this. He's a good guy. Yeah, he took his sweater off and got a huge, huge pop from the crowd. Yeah, yeah. The match itself was great. Um, There was one particular moment where I'm pretty sure this. The bastard driver. (laughs) Yeah. If it's, I thought Soberano was trying to kill Templario right there, man. Yeah, I saw a clip of that. On Twitter, mm-hmm. and I literally said, "Oh my god!" Like, holy, yeah, he dropped him, uh, dropped him on the apron, with- and then he dropped him on the floor. <laughs> but he checked on him right away. They finished the match. They they seemed to be fine, so that's good. Yeah, and um, you know, the rest of the match, even though there was like, there was like, it felt like there was like some clunkiness or like some like very slight disconnection. The action was still great from both men, and they were going all out in that match. Yeah, and Soberano really had to kill him at the end with two yeah. Soberano drivers. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I've been just mainly watching like through clips on Twitter right now because I'm not dropping the New Japan World subscription yet. But <laughs> I will say, once the tour is over, I'll I'll drop the ten. And just watch all of it at once if I can on their. Uh, streaming service um including i mean i watched a few of the clips and then i watched the volador junior post match with rocky romero oh, where people we'll were that, i was gonna say where people were yeah i can't believe he left his son there man <laughs> yeah he left his son there whoa people were that's crazy bro people were a mistranslation apparently from i don't know who yeah. where but, it came from yeah geez, yeah we don't know where it came from but there was a mistranslation that and people thought, well, Alador Jr. is leaving his like nine or ten year old son in Japan to train. Oh, that's that's child abuse. Yeah. And um, you know, the people that were spreading that stuff, it's like, why why do you post it if you're not certain that and the translation is a hundred percent correct? Don't post it. I get it. You want the engagement, you want the views, you want the likes, you want the retweets. But Whenever it's stuff like Volador Jr., you you're saying that Volador Jr. is leaving his son in Japan that's yeah. only ten years old. <laughs> you're saying maybe, may, you know, maybe make sure that you're a hundred percent right before you put that out to the internet. You and know? even if yeah. you're not, like, even if you're wrong, mistakes happen. Yeah. Uh, you should probably issue a tweet uh, saying, "Hey, yeah. I was wrong. I apologize. Uh, yeah. This is irresponsible of me." Yeah, I was going to s- keep your tweet up. Like listening to the actual, because like I I want I wanted to hear it to be like okay where where is the mistranslation coming from here right, and like when Volador is talking about his son like he's talking about his legacy which is going like he's going to be his son and he's saying like my legacy is going to be you know my son who wants to be luchador as well like Volador three I guess I don't know what he would want to call it but he wasn't literally saying he's going to leave his son there he was more like saying like <laughs> like. <laughs> 
I give you my legacy. Like this is him, right? This is like yeah. going to yeah. be the next, you know, part of me in a way. Like if that makes sense, you know. Yeah. Yes. If, if I can add some more context to how badly mistranslated this is, if my Canadian doesn't speak Spanish ass picked up that that's not what he was saying. I don't understand how someone can run with that translation yeah. and treat it as fact. They were way had, like, too literal. Yeah. 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 It's I'm, this is who I am leaving. Like this is, this is the heir to Volador. Basically. This is like, yes, this he's is the third generation. Yeah. Yeah. And just like this, the thing that makes it even more silly is like, you're telling me the guy who in like, actually in the shows is the leader and like his his faction of depredadores they actively call him their teacher and like he is like you know their their fo- like the wrestling father yeah like their actual instructor you're telling me that he's going to leave his 10-year-old son in another country to study in the new japan dojos when he can he can, he can he can like send his child to any of the of the CMLL schools, if he wanted to, honestly, like he go, yeah, train under anybody. He could bring his child to work and learn under him. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. like, <laughs> like I, like I get it. Like, okay, mistranslations happen, and like you know, it maybe it was a little confusing, but we had like gotta, we gotta know. do better. Yeah, just look at, it, look at it. Like, just we look at it again and be like, hmm, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Think know. about it for a second. Think think about it for a second before you post it. Um, yeah, because that I mean made him look so bad. It made him look so bad to a bunch of guys yeah. on Reddit who they don't they don't follow Volador. They don't know you know. Yeah, they don't know who he is. The guys on Squared Gosh. Circle are not. I could count on one hand the amount of times I've seen a CMLL post on Squared Circle like even touch like a hundred upvotes. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. context yeah. matters, and you gotta. Like, if you want to be a quote-unquote, like, reporter, if you want to break stuff like that, you know, before... And the thing is, too, like, when, when things are, like, announced or when things are said on, like, Informa or, like, during a show or, like, a tweet comes out or something, like, I try and be sure to research as much as I can about, like, the context of, like, even if it's something simple, I want to make sure it's right before I say anything about it because I don't want egg on my face, you know? I don't think anybody yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. I don't want to make anybody look like shit either. You know, that's not But it's not my thing. I, I guess it's easier to uh, just delete it, block people who get upset <laughs> at you, and then repost the same three Julia clips over and over. Yeah. That's crazy. We won't mention, we, we won't mention, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah you know who you it know, is. Speaking <laughs> of, you know, like those certain, you know, those rumors that, you know, ended up being false, you know, there was like a recently, like also another report from the Wrestling New- uh, Wrestling Observer newsletter. Oh yeah, you know, about the AEW and CML relationship. Yeah, they're, you know, they're not letting Mexican people on the shows yeah, anymore. That's crazy. Racial discrimination. <laughs> wow. That, like no, that ended up being proven false, and yet again, a bunch <laughs> of uh, you know some of the people that you know, you know, always are trying to report the news first. You know, they were retweeting it, and then you had a bunch of people, you know you know, talking shit and, you know, saying a bunch of stuff that, you know, about on a subject that they don't know anything about. And, you know, they're only sources, you know, from one person or, you know, from one source that might not even be 100% correct. But yeah. I want to say this about that. I want to say this really quick. Do you know how funny it is 
for that report to come out and then being like no other Mexicans can appear when CMLL guys appear. And then that very same night, the CMLL cameras Rose. are like, Thunder Rose is here. Thunder Rose is here. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know. my God, dude. Like, all right, man. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And, like, it was disproven when they – didn't they have Commander on the same yeah. show? Yeah. The CMLL. They had Commander on the same show. That was, like, the next segment. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was the very next segment, bro. And then it's yeah. like, all right. like, And the thing is, like, we can't be 100% certain – who the source leaking this to the Wrestling Observer newsletter was. We can't be 100% certain with, with you know, that. But whoever it is clearly has an axe to grind against CMLL. And, like, they clearly would benefit from the relationship being a bit strained or a bad light being yeah. cast on CMLL fans turning against the relationship. So, like, when when you hear things like this, it is, like, important for context. And, like, you should hear, you know, like... These things like confirm them with somebody, and and what's yeah. crazy too about the wrestling observer stuff was they said something else. Like they were like, "Oh, Tommy Dreamer is the new creative guy," and then like almost immediately, Tommy Dreamer was like, "No, <laughs> no, I'm not. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not the new creative guy at TNA." Like, I don't know, man. Like those are such like small things. Like I don't. I, we don't want to go too hard on them, but like you know, yeah. Let's let's just tighten up. Yeah. Tighten up. Yeah, I've forgotten all about that. Like it got disproven within like a few hours, and it's just like, oh, yeah. well, yeah, not true, I guess. Yeah, we won't say who the potential leaker is, but it might uh, rhyme with Bonan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which did anybody? And, uh, did anybody catch? Uh, anybody go down to Mexico and watch the Triple A show from last night? Uh, they, no, was they, it, uh, it was the TV, right? Uh, but tonight's the, the live one. <laughs> Yeah, tonight's a live one. I uh, unfortunately couldn't walk down all the way to Mexico again this weekend <laughs> to watch, you know, part of a Rey de Reyes. I couldn't watch it, unfortunately. Which, look, I'm going to say this as well. Um, the One of the advertised guys, I think in the main event for tonight's AAA show center was Hijo de Vikingo. But we actually uh. got a clip um, of Hijo de Vikingo in, I think they were in Tijuana, right? They were doing a show in Tijuana. Uh, with think so. with somebody else, and yeah. he picked up a pretty gnarly injury. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't. I really, you know, for his sake, I hope everything is okay. I hope it's not yeah. as bad as it seemed. Um, yeah. and I hope his recovery, if it is like an injury, I hope his recovery is quick. I like Hijo del Vikingo. Um, yeah. He, you know, you we on this podcast we don't root for injuries. Um, yeah, we don't, and we especially. You know, it doesn't matter what company they're in. We don't really root. We don't root for injuries like that. We don't. Like, root for, yeah, we don't. Root for, yeah, the injuries are something that you know a lot of wrestlers have to deal with, and you know, it it sucks whenever you have to see someone that like someone that's very talented or just someone in general that you know yeah. clearly loves clearly loves the sport, and you know they're having to take time off because of an injury that they had in ring or outside of the ring. It it sucks. Yeah, even yeah. guys we don't like, even people we don't like, we're not rooting for them to get injured. Yeah. But, um. That sucks for him, though. But, you know, yeah. interested to see what comes out of... Because they're taping. I think they're taping tonight for AAA. I think they are. I'm, I probably won't watch any of it, but I'll read the <laughs> results and see. Just because the, the guys that they have are not people that interest me uh, too much right now, especially with everything else. Like, there's so much other stuff to be watching. Yeah. 
unless I hear that like every match is a five star, like wow, they really <laughs> turned it up, then I probably won't be watching. And I probably won't be watching the main event either, just because mm-hmm. got some problematic uh, guys who I don't really want to put eyes on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I might watch like a couple of it, but like probably not the entire show, especially not the main event. <laughs> and again, we'll say three uh, out has some good workers. We've talked about it before. Yeah. They're just in a weird like weird down state. period. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But uh, you know, moving a little bit aside, you know, you know, aside, you know, moving aside from you know the Fantastic Mania talk, the the entire rumor talk about AW and, C- and uh, CML relationship, and you know, Vikingo getting injured, um, sort of more on like in the independent scene, we had some news, or at least the first presentation of uh, Blue Demon Three. We finally got to see him for the first time in public. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you think about that? I thought it was interesting. Um, he is, uh, according to Blue Demon Jr., he is his nephew. So Blue Demon 3 is the nephew of Blue Demon Jr. The mask design is basically the same, except at the back, you know, where like he has to tie, in, you know, you have to tie the mask. Um, there's three, there's three G's on like the left and the right, basically to sort of symbolize like the generation, you know, Blue mm. Demon 3. And the original, and, like I was gonna say, the original Blue Demon, he adopted Blue Demon Jr. Right. So it's yeah, not like a, it's not like his direct grand, his direct grand nephew, but it's like his adopted grand nephew. Yeah. So the legacy continues. I hope. Yeah. You know, I think we all hope he does well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we haven't seen him in ring. I think his debut is still like a month away or some something along those lines. But you know, I uh, I hope he has success. You know, keeping the the you know the Blue Demon name alive and you know just keeping the the family and the name moving forward in uh, Lucha Libre in general. I hope he succeeds, and we'll hopefully see some videos or some clips of what what he's like in the ring whenever his time comes to debut in, like, a month. Wishing him the best. Maybe he'll yes. end up in Noah one day, like we were saying. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. he's a big guy. He can, uh, he could definitely end up there. Yeah. Um, you know, besides that, there's, you know, some other news. We actually have some news you know sort of intersecting with um a different style of wrestling which is joshi wrestling uh we uh we have a, a ladies ring events coming up soon or it might have already happened i don't think it's happened yet but at, as of the time of this recording but there's a there's a match that's happening in uh this uh ladies ring show which is interesting to see because the match is being advertised as like a fatal five-way match and supposedly the prize is you know a championship and supposedly whoever wins this match as well is going to train or going to get some sort of like trip down to mexico to train there for a bit um so that's something to look forward to um the five ladies in in contention for this championship or this opportunity to go down in mexico and you know study or train it might be with CML. It might not be. We're not sure yet. Uh, it hasn't been clarified yet. But the five names that have that are in this match are Zones, uh, Sumika Yanaga- Yanagawa, uh, Misa Kaura, Honoka, and Kisuna Tanaka. So whenever we have the next episode, I'm sure the match will have already happened and we'll be talking about it. Maybe they'll clarify what the situation is like, but you know, I wish luck to all the ladies, and uh, we'll see who wins the championship and who's possibly coming down 
to Mexico to train and possibly wrestle in CML for a bit. It'd be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. I love when people come yes. in for, you know, a little bit of an extended time, a few weeks, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Good yeah. stuff. It's good stuff. That's good exciting. Stuff. That's a really exciting yeah, opportunity. It exciting. Yeah, uh, it's exciting stuff for, uh, it's, uh, I've heard that, uh, I feel like uh, a friend of me told me that, uh, a friend of mine told me that uh, actually like two or three of them actually only have like less than a year, you know, wrestling. So. Oh, God damn. Yeah, so that's that's in, that's going to be interesting to see. You know, maybe they'll maybe they'll pick one of the younger one of the younger uh, Joshi's or you know one of the one of the older ones. But we'll see what happens there. I haven't seen too much of them. I've only seen a little bit of Misa Kagura and Zones. I've been impressed with Zones. I uh, I really like her style of wrestling, and uh, Misa Kagura has also impressed me a, a good amount. And be, uh... um, you know. On- Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it'll be interesting. I think for being so young, that's a massive opportunity then. You can learn a oh, yeah. ton. Um, another match that's happening on that ladies' ring event that's going to happen on the 25th um, is um, Las Chicas Indomables, Yuvia and Harochita facing off against um, uh, Suruga and uh, Unagi Sayaka. And, oh, damn. Yeah, so that's the main of the show. And, uh, you know, I don't like to feed into rumors too much. But, you know, there's a rumor that, you know, Unagi might be in the Women's Grand Prix this year. So that might be something to look out for, you know, whenever the whenever the Women's Grand Prix comes around this year. We'll see if she's in. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it would be awesome. Um, staying still a little bit on the topic of Joshi Wrestling for this episode. Um, on one of the Fantastica Mania nights, I think actually the night before this uh, most recent Korakuen Hall show, um, we had the first basically official match you know between cml and stardom um where we had uh las chicas Inomables again of uh, harochita and uh, yuvia facing off against oero tai starlight kid and raka and uh soups you watched that match right yeah yeah i thought it was a really good match i really like when starlight kid gets showcased um but yeah no i'd like to see starlight kid maybe in arena mexico one day i think that'd be awesome yeah, same here. I think it was. I think it was a good match. Honestly, uh, I saw some people, you know, being a little bit negative on it, but I honestly really enjoyed it. I, uh, I liked how uh, I felt that you know Yuvia and Harochita were putting a little bit more effort into this match, and I really like how much action they got in. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. a solid. Yeah, I thought there was solid performances from all four, and I thought it was you know a good match, a good opener for the for that night. I I wish they would have saved it for the Korokin shows. Yeah, yes, uh, yes. just to get more eyes on it. You know, those are the the two shows that. Everybody will be watching, yeah. uh, but what can we do? OV, I'm happy yeah. we got it at least. It's uh, yeah, it's progress. Yeah, it's progress, and you know, the first time thing. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, sticking on the sort of more international news, um, a match that was announced between uh, this episode and the last episode that we recorded, um, there was an, a match announced for you know February 29th um, in uh, MLW. Uh, Star Junior versus Magnus. Um, a very random match, I must say. That um, who knows? Maybe Star Junior will pull out some great stuff in this match as well. Um, I was not expecting this match to be announced. It does feel a little bit random, but you know, it's good to see CML getting you know more international opportunities, and you know, definitely two guys who have you know who've worked a good amount, and you know they deserve to showcase their skills. So. You know, if you're if you're subscribed to uh, I think it's Fight TV or if it's a TV taping, 
you will eventually see the match, and uh, you know, let's hope for the best performance for uh, these two. That does yeah, feel like a random it, match. <laughs> very yeah. random. It's uh, it's this weird like it's weird seeing uh, CMLL guys put in this position where they're kind of in the like Dario Cueto or what's his name Caesar Duran like yeah, Caesar Duran. war like because he just had Mystico represent him against Averno on yeah. the last show so it's weird to see like the uh like the luchadors of the week being CMLL guys now but I, was, I mean take it I was gonna say um Mystico has a title match against Rocky Romero Oh yeah, on that same show, he uh, yeah, yeah. Mystico is challenging uh, Rocky for the MLW World Middleweight Championship, I believe. And um, you know, that match should be fun. Congratulations to Mystico. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. No, bunch of good stuff coming up. I was gonna say one more thing. I think this could be probably one of the last things we mentioned here because it was just announced today. Um, Fantastica oh, yeah. Mania UK. We get we got a date uh, May. Uh, I don't May know exactly. 20, I think it's May 29th. No, May, May 19th. May 19th. May 19th. May 19th. Um, Mania UK coming back Comes to the back. United Kingdom. Um, mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Ref Pro and CMLL got another little show going. Let's see who goes over. Let's see who uh, who they ask for and what kind of matches we get. That's very exciting yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some title matches like we did last year. You know, we got. A great Echisero match last year, so who knows? Maybe he'll be called up again and, you know, put on another amazing performance. For sure. I had a friend who went to that show. Um, he said he loved Ooh. it. Yeah, he said nice. he really loved it. He's not even, like, a huge, like, wrestling guy, but he's mm. been following, uh, like, what I've been doing with Club Lucha, and it kind of, mm. like, he was like, I'm kind of close. Should I go? And I was like, for sure, dude. I think you'll really enjoy it. He said he loved it. He said he had a nice. fantastic time. So, Reese, if you're listening... I'm probably going to text you about it, but why? if you listen to this after my text, know that I was already planning on texting you. But if you listen to this before my text... <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, shout out to Reese, man. I was going to say, if you listen to this before yeah. my text, it means my text has been delayed and I must have forgotten or something, so I apologize for that. You should text me and then I'll tell you. <laughs> so. Golly, I yeah. can't process what was just said. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I think this is a good place to wrap uh, it up. This is a good, place, a good to place to wrap it up. Uh, you, know, so, you know, I want to mention, like, you know, just a couple matches, you know, coming up this week for CML, you know, before we wrap up, before we wrap this episode up. Um, on Tuesday, uh, we have uh, a match between Stephanie Baker versus La Catalina in uh, Mano a Mano. Uh, we have a fourth match that looks incredible if they put, if, you know, they work to their maximum effort. We have Neon Futuro and Maxis Star versus La Squadra, Hijo del Villano Tercero, Sando Can Jr. and Villano Tercero Jr. And um, in the main event, we have Los Barbados versus Esfinge, Star Jr. and Flip Gordon. And uh, then on Friday, we have, um, we have the final Torneo de Escuelas, uh, uh, La Escuela de Ciudad de Mexico versus La Escuela de Puebla. And we have a return from, you know, we have a surprise return, which uh, I think... It might have been changed. I'm not sure if it's been changed or not, but the original poster had um, Los los Barbaros versus Los Infernales, but it had Averno, Mephisto, and Efesto, which yeah, we have yeah. not seen the character of Efesto for a while. So uh, mm. I'm not sure if that was, you know, just a mistake on whoever, you know, made the card. I don't know if, you know, it was a mistake on their end because there might be a... The, the updated card might have Elforia instead of Efesto, but... We'll see what happens with that. 
And um, in the main event, we finally have Briante Jr. and Neon um, appearing in their first main event match of Arena Mexico on a Friday show. You know, Briante Jr. teaming up with Atlanti Jr. and Ángel de Oro, while, so, uh, while Neon teams up with Soberano and Mascara Dorada. Something about this one that's kind of catching my eye here is um, why are Soberano Jr. and Atlantis Jr. not switched? Yeah, that's maybe Torneo, you know, maybe Torneo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That might be it. That's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, we might be looking at, uh, we might be looking at two of the teams right here then. <laughs> we might actually be looking at three of the teams. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, breaking news if we're right. We're yeah. definitely going to take right. a lap. <laughs> take a yeah. big lap about this. But if we're wrong, forget you heard this. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are some notable matches that you might want to look out for for this week in CML. Um, another tiny one that you won't be able to watch because they're not streamed and uh, uploaded to their YouTube is um, Los Barbaros are defending their trios, trios titles for the first time against um, Atlantis, Flip Gordon, and um, Star Jr. So that's happening on... Monday, or if by the time of this recording, it might have already happened, but we'll see if they'll probably def successfully defend. For sure. I think one thing that we're missing here that we got to mention is, as well is the the Micro Estrellas are on, oh, yeah. are on Friday, yeah. too. Micro Gemelos Diablo yeah. and uh, Zacarias and Mije. Yeah, uh, I think this is like, I can't remember when was the last time they appeared on a Friday show, but yeah, uh, after, you know, a somewhat absence, we finally get another Micro Micros match on a Friday show. I love the Micros. I think they're so cool. Let's go. Good stuff. But I think this is a, a, a good place for us to wrap it up here for today. We've been going for quite a while. I'm going to have to cut a little bit, yeah. I think. But it's fine. There's a lot to talk about. Um, So, folk, anything you want to plug before we wrap this up? Uh, As uh, usual, um, if you want to find me on Twitter, my Twitter is at the FH isn't real. If you want to see me talk about Lucha and other stuff, you can find me and, you know, discuss Lucha with me on there. And um, I also want to just notify, you know, for the people listening, there will be an article dropping soon about a certain Luchador. I can't, res I can't reveal who yet, but, you know, coming soon, an All article. Right. Good stuff, good stuff. And Soups, anything you want to tell the people before yeah. we sign off? I guess you can follow me at Twitter or TikTok at SuperLiger. Soup spelt like the uh, delicious, uh, I don't know, would you even call it a drink? Food? You know, soup. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard called a drink. <laughs> I mean, but you drink it, right? Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> drink it with a spoon. Yeah. Uh, Discord.gg slash moonsalt. Uh, Lots of people joining lately, lots of lucha enthusiasts. So that's been really cool. Um, and last thing, uh, don't leave your kids at the New Japan Dojo. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Well, uh, for everyone listening, again, thank you so much. You can send any comments, questions, concerns, or just anything you want to say to us, theclublucha at gmail.com. That is theclublucha at gmail.com. Um, that's it for this week's episode. And if you've listened to the end, again, thank you so much for your support. And we will see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.